Hi, I'm Lozzie, and my best friend has a book of over 1,020 writing prompts. What do you do with all those writing prompts, you ask? Well, we sit, we chat, and we make some weird-ass stories from them that can sometimes end up being pretty deep. Welcome to The Promptcast. We are at episode 12. That was a very tart sip of lemonade. Yeah, we made lemonade. By... Oh. <laughs> it was my first time I ever made lemonade. But we picked the lemons straight off the tree in my backyard. Mm-hmm. By we, um, I mean me. That was also me. That was you. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. I had to crawl into the abyss. My jeans are now dirty. <sighs> That's a shame. I know. Anyway, should we flip through yeah, the prompt? We sure can. I'm feeling in a like Wattpad. Keen Ooh. Wattpad mood. Okay. Okay. You know what to do. Tell me when to stop. Uh-huh. Stop. Okay. That was a while. Oh, this is when I actually like went through and counted 871. Hey. Um, okay. You get to choose between 46 and 52. Um, 47. 47. Okay. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I know where this prompt was originated from. What year are we in? Are we in 2020? 2021. 2021. Oh, wow. You're in 2021. Um, okay. I did wait a while. Yeah, you did. Once upon a time, an angel and fallen angel fell in love. By miracle, they had a child to which the angel hid from the fallen. Hidden with their common enemy, Demons. So you just finished watching Good Omens? No. <laughs> it actually twas not. Ah. Twas not Good Omens that I had finished. It was a book. It's a it's a trilogy. But this is the first one. I had lent it from a friend. Mm-hmm. Um I love the series, by the way. But I remember I had expectations of what I thought the book was going to be like. Okay. And then I read it and I read and the whole series and it was nothing. So this was like your that. initial, what you expected it to be about? Yeah. And then Interesting. since I well, found out it wasn't, I wrote it as Yeah. Prompt. You've mentioned before that that's one of your ways of coming up with prompts is what, writing down what you expect a certain piece of art to be. Yeah. Or like when you mishear lyrics. Yeah. That's really interesting. Can, do you mind reading it again? I will do. Give me a moment, because I close the book, but I put a bookmark in. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Once upon a time, an angel and fallen angel fell in love. By miracle, they had a child to which the angel hid from the fallen, hidden with their common enemy, demons. So what I imagine is like, yes, an angel and a fallen angel fell in love and they had a child. But then the angel realizes that the fallen angel either, one, used them for a plan, manipulated them. Yep. Or two, like... They were sweet to them, but like maybe they've been given this chance at this higher, darker power, so they're taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then has to hide the angel from the fallen angel. Aww. I mean, hide the child, hide the from, child the, from the fallen angel. Child yeah, from yeah. the fallen angel, or maybe something else like the fallen angel was killed, and the other fallen angels are trying to get the child because it's ultimate power because it's an angel and a fallen angel. Oh, I know. So th- those are various scenarios. That but second I one is giving me, Wattpad. yeah. That second one's giving me um, Stardust vibes. Which one's 
Um, I said the so one where they have to hide the child because it's like the ultimate power. Power. Yeah. As in, like, Evane is like the star and what everyone's if after we... her. Mm. What if we wrote it into the world of Stardust? But not Stardust okay. as it is, but you know, like that kind of world? Yeah, like, so we should, like okay. Stormhold. We should, yeah, like kind of like a world of Stormhold. I feel like we should go through parameters of Stormhold so people kind of understand if they haven't seen the movie Stardust. Yes, which we highly recommend. Would recommend. It is. Would recommend. Collectively, probably our favorite movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So good. So good. Oh, we love it. And oh it's got, if, if this needs to be your pitch, it ha- the cast of this film is Charlie Cox, otherwise known as Daredevil, Claire Danes, who is Juliet in Romeo and Juliet, um, the Baz Luhrmann version. It's got Robert De Niro, who needs no introduction. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. is in it. Um, Are you forgetting Ben Barnes? Ma- Oh. Are we also leading up to that? Are we who? Oh my gosh! It's got um Mark Strong, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill. Who isn't in this movie? Me. Yeah, true. Um, I was if, actually discussing this the other day because one of my strengths as a human being, yes, is um being able to identify actors, like and their repertoire, almost just upon seeing them. It's really creepy. So I watched the film Dunkirk. For the first time the other day, mm. the entire film Harry was Styles just me going. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the whole film was just me going. That's that person from that thing, and that person from that thing, and that person from that thing. And I think I just realised that the pool of British actors is very small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's um. You can't. I I did this the other day. You can't find a British movie that doesn't have a Harry Potter actor in it. It's quite difficult. Uh, you can, I mean, you can. I feel like I've discussed this on the pod before, but um, yeah, you can find them. It's hard though. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, no, what was something else? I was, oh yeah, if you want to start us pitch, it's written by Neil Gaiman. The uh, book's mediocre. Yeah, the book, it, it's like good, but... For every change they made to the movie was an improvement. Absolutely. And I would have to thank Neil Gaiman because without that book, we haven't, we wouldn't we have wouldn't had have the movie. Us. That's true. And that, um, which is funny because he wrote Good Omens, which is what you were talking about at the start, is what you yes. thought yeah. I was writing about. Um, it's really a Neil Gaiman episode. It is a Neil Gaiman episode. I, yeah, I am excited. He has a new TV show, Sandman, coming out. Oh, sometime. It's based off his like comic series. Anyway, um, to go back to um the the kind of laws of Stormhold. Yes, there is the Greater UK area, which yeah. is free of magic. It's as normal as you. What can era is it set see. in? Just um, telling people, so then they kind of get an idea. It's. Like eighteen hundreds, like seven, late seventeen hundreds, yeah. early eighteen hundreds. That's where I'd probably put it. Yeah, um, like it's where like astrologers are looking to the stars. Yeah, it's like is technology it is beginning to be made. Yeah, like, like modern technology. That like is. The, I imagine they are still using horse and carriages when they're traveling to they London. Are, yes, because like when she's being proposed to, she's like Henry is going to London for a diamond. Yeah, which once cars were invented was not very far. So I imagine it's still... all the way to Ipswich. Ipswich! 
Oh my gosh. It's so good. For your hand in marriage. Anyway. I, I'd go to Antarctica and get a polar bear and bring it back its head. A polar bear's head? <laughs> yeah, we could probably quote that entire movie, eh? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'll be re-watching that tonight. Maybe. We were talking book. to another friend about it. She's been like, re-watching it as we oh, speak. So She's probably at like the best part of the movie. <laughs> Surprisingly, that's, not that part. That's not the best part. The best and that's part quite is like when, when... No spoilers, no spoilers, but... When close your eyes. <gasps> Don't say that. Okay. Back I'm sorry, to I'm sorry, back to the laws. The task so, yeah. at hand. So there's the greater UK area and then once you cross There's the town wall, of Wall. It's the town of the town of Wall is on the edge of like the greater UK area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and the town of Wall has a wall. Shocker that is often guarded. In the book I know it's guarded by like people on a like round. Yeah. In the movie, it is guarded by this ancient man who is the grandpa in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Thanks. <laughs> Needed that. You, def- you definitely... Well, it paints a picture of the yeah. kind of guy who is guarding the wall. He's not, like, he's not known to be ancient. He's just a very old character. He's, he's ancient. Anyway. Um, yeah, honestly, he does not age throughout that movie. No. Um, so, once you cross the wall... You are in a land of magic. Mm-hmm. Like it's a kingdom. It's it's a it's a a massive massive kingdom, with a king, with heirs to a throne, with witches, witches and unicorns. Not and, a cheesy way, but well done. And the power oh, is that a of no horses, stars. Mm. Babylon candle, Babylon candle, Babylon, Babylon candle. candle. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> have it on candle uh, but um, like yeah and there's like bazaars and they have like two headed elephants and just like like the way they trade things is like oh you want this glass flower like it'll cost you a forbidden kiss like it's not like hey it'll cost you like two bucks yeah and that like the way you wish you traded things like if you traded thing in like things in chaos so like if yeah. you bought something, your life would be more chaotic for a period of time. Yeah. Which I reckon that's not in the movie, but we should bring that into that's the cool. story. I like that. Like imagine they have to buy something. It's like to get you there, it would cost you like three days of chaos. Yeah. And then for the next three days when they're on this journey, it's just chaos. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm liking so this. So funny. Um, uh, oh, yeah. And that in those three days of chaos – Peak time is when they have the love confession, as you know. And that, oh, yeah, what part is coming true? Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love it. Any other parameters we need to discuss? Yeah, I was just thinking that. I don't believe there are. There's... Like, what do you think we'll need to explain before starting the story? So, okay, I I need to clarify. Are we, are, are the angels stars? See, I'm thinking, should we do it like we are putting them into Stormhold, like Stardust Realm? Mm-hmm. Or are we just have a Stardust adjacent? And instead of stars, mm-hmm. it's angels. And then like fallen angels are kind of like the vibes of the witches or something. Or are we just going to add them in and then you have stars, angels, demons, 
I like that. I like the latter. Sorry, everything. I think it's just in Stormhold. In Stormhold? Yeah. So there are... uh, Yeah, I think we create the fact that there are angels and demons there as well. Because it's not too far out of the realm of possibility. No. I think it would be really interesting. I don't know how it would work. But I feel like angels and stars would either, like, know each other or, like, have some kind of relationship. Either they do or don't like each other because... They're both, like, up in the sky. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that it, it's hard because there's there's a core part of the story that is defined by, essentially, angels and stars being the same. Is that a better way of putting it? Yeah. For context, and because Chloe's going to cut this out, I revealed, like, a massive spoiler. She revealed, like, the massive spoiler at the end of the movie. Like, oh my gosh, you would not um, believe this. And I was like, spoiler? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's almost presenting them as the same. Mm. So, maybe... I feel like angels are stars that can come down at will. And then fallen stars are like a vein? Yeah. Like, stars are ones that are meant to stay there. Yeah. Like, fallen stars are, like, when they've been cast out or, like, forced down. Whereas angels are, like, in that realm. Okay. But they but can they have freely the chance move. To, yeah. Like, maybe they are stars, but they're so far away we can't see them. Yeah. And so they're not perceived as being stagnant in the night sky. Yes. Okay. So that if they disappear, you won't notice You won't it. notice. Like, yeah. yeah. As opposed to fallen stars where... They're a lot closer to Earth. Mm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, but then what would fallen angels be? If not fallen stars? Are they stars that were angels because they're super far away? But since they knew that they weren't being perceived and they felt that dejection and all of that, we're like, oh, if we're doing nothing in that sky, let's come down and do stuff on Earth. I think fallen stars... Uh, sorry, fallen. No, I think fallen stars were once angels, and oh, this is—it's hard to explain because it kind of goes off do the law we've already set. But I think. Do you think if they stayed in Stormhold long enough, they kind of become corrupted against their stariness? No. No, no. I think the the more curious they get of life. Mm the closer they get to Earth and the more at risk they are of becoming fallen stars. Yes. Yeah. So fallen I think stars are not the same as fallen angels. I think I think stars and angels have to be the same. Yeah, I think for these parameters they should be the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that works. Yeah. So there's yeah, there, so there's angels that but then what do to... demons originate from? I got it. Ooh. Were they humans that ate the star of the heart the heart of the <gasps> star? Absolutely. Okay, so to give you context, witches this isn't a spoiler, but within Stardust, witches are hunting down the like fallen star, who's a character, because if a witch eats the heart of a star, they have If anyone eats the heart of the star. Yeah, they have, like, immort- not immortality, but eternal youth for a couple hundred more years or mm-hmm. something. So they eat it in portions. Yeah. And so I imagine if humans did it or if they didn't prepare it correctly, it would kind of corrupt them mm-hmm. in a way. So that's why I'd imagine, like, maybe 
it begun with some people coming across from the UK region mm-hmm. coming across because they were looking for the fallen star that they saw. So they thought there would be a meteorite or something. I know. This is, I'm imagining this is centuries earlier. Yes. I yeah. don't know. Maybe this is why the wall was built. Yes, I would I imagine so. this is why the wall was built because then the humans ate the heart, became demons, and they became corrupted. I don't think the humans would have, like, actually consumed the heart, I think, because I don't think they would know to do that. Mm. What I think would happen, kind of going into a Tangled-esque route, like, possessing some of... They believe that possessing some of the star, so cutting a lock of hair or just something that the star, Mm. like, of them, like, consuming it or having it on them, they believe that that would provide them the eternal youth as, Mm. like, the witches know to do. But instead, that's what corrupted them. So it's the selfishness of wanting that, Mm. but not knowing how to do it correctly is what turned them into demons. And I think in that way, you could have more of them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Like, they all kind of, like, possess a part of it. I mean, if you do want to get real dark, blood ritual, I don't know. Yeah. I imagine that could maybe be a bit more feasible as for demons. Yeah, I think just it. humans assuming that, like, having any part of a star will give mm. them eternal youth or something or other. Yeah. I and mean, I imagine that's kind of the origin of why the wall was built, was to keep out the demons and to stop humans from trying to go across. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I cool. think that's pretty cool. Uh, so that's the parameters that we've made. Uh, wow, we really... <laughs> We're just making a Stardust prequel by the sounds of it. Are we going to set it before... Yeah, because I think Stormhold to... changes after. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine it's being set before. Uh, after. I imagine... Oh, yeah, yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is not having it today. It's okay, it's okay. That's, um, why, we're, that's why we're here. Is why that the, why we're here? It's why there's an editing software. Uh, thank you, world, for editing. <laughs> um, yeah, so I imagine it happens before and, like, we can tie in some of the lore of what's in the movie mm-hmm. and books as in what is developed in this story. Yes. You know? I Like, think... I'm imagining... Hear me out. Yeah. Ruby. What about the ruby? Somehow that happens in the story. Interesting that you say the ruby. Were you talking about that? I was considering having the king... The one that we know in the story as a demon. <gasps> it totally seems like a kind of thing that he would do. Oh my gosh! Yes. And that's why his sons are all like the worst. Mm-hmm. But his daughter is fine. Yeah, Una's she fine. doesn't have that selfishness or that... I imagine, unless you're a first-hand demon, like... I imagine it gets distilled further down the generations yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely. However, like diluted, not distilled. Diluted, that's the yes, opposite. Yes, that's what I mean. But the more selfish you are, the stronger it gets within you. Yes. Kind of like a genetic code, yeah. I imagine. Well, I suppose it really just comes down to, like, for the king in particular, like, if he is that kind of person, he is going to raise people that are like that. It's yeah. not even the fact that he's a demon anymore. It's just the fact that he's a bad dad. Exactly. That's what I Hi, imagine Sharon. as well. Dog is, dog is going across the couch. Love it. Nice. Now she's over with me. 
Yep, she has not farted since. Nice. Um, so she's fine. Um, no, but what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say something good. Oh, no. Oh, wait, I wasn't going to say anything good. But I was going to explain to people. Basically, like I said, there's Fallen Star. Lots of people are chasing after her. Mm-hmm. One of them is the king and his sons. Not because they want the Fallen Star, but because the reason she fell was because of this necklace. Mm. And whoever possesses that necklace will be the next, the next king, king of Stormhold. Yes. So we're saying the king, as we know it, who's on his deathbed, he is a demon. Yes. Um, so this story would take place because I would like him to be in it, even just as a secondary tertiary character. I had a really good idea. Um, so this is taking place, I would say, about 70 years before the events of oh. Stardust. See, okay, here's a, here's the he thing. He seems old, old. See, here's the thing. We have two options here. One, one, is that it takes place significantly before that, like 70 years. Mm-hmm. Or two, which this still kind of, I'm imagining like maybe 20 years earlier or prior to. No, more than that, 50 years. You know what we need to figure well, out? Well, you see, okay, hear, hear me out. You'll see where I'm going at. Mm-hmm. Una is special. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much to the people as to why they're special. No, yeah. We I, just can't, I can't give this away. But maybe if... you know how I Are you trying to say that Una is, is the, child the child? Between an angel and a fallen angel? But then that would imply that the king is a fallen angel. Which he's definitely not. Oh, no. oh okay. Ignore myself. Ignore me. Ignore. I... The only thing problem with how many years prior is the witches say how many years it's been since there was a last fallen star how many years i don't remember well look it up well i'll look it up the last babylon candle they used 200 years ago lamia then consumed what was left of the last of the star 400 years ago yikes but i can imagine that this could be like a fallen star, like fallen angel that goes unnoticed. Okay. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Because the angel, the star angels have the, they can come down to earth as they so please. Yeah. Um, so that's not like they were fallen and had this giant astronomical event mm. because they're a more distant. They're not lesser powered, but they have lesser impact with Earth. Yes. Whereas fallen stars, they're like cast out and just, you know, plummeting towards the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. One that's gone unnoticed. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. Are you right there? I think my dog's just going to sit on you. Okay, cool. She's You're sitting welcome. on me now. You're welcome. You will not be able to move for a while. Okay. Um, so... Angel and a fallen star have a child, have to keep hidden from the demons. Yes. That's basically the premise, right? Yeah. And if anyone's wondering, wondering how feasible it is that they met on middle ground, there are ships in the sky. It's fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Okay. See, I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm just looking at my dog. 
I'm imagining kind of like they have a lot of power and they kind of bring certain things within Stormhold into being, like things mm-hmm. that are specific to Stormhold, like the unicorns mm-hmm. and maybe some of the other magic because they have so much power that they start creating these things. Okay. Um, even though they're trying to be hidden, but they start creating these things and then people start catching on. I don't know. I don't quite see where you're going with that. Uh, okay. That's, was, no, 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 that's okay though. <laughs> I to, okay, I was, I was forgetting the, pa- the part where they were hidden. So I was imagining they were like 16 to 25 year old. And they were just going out, like, you know, mini creation stuff. Like, they started, they created unicorns and they created other oh, things. Okay. And then people were like, oh my gosh, there's this really powerful being going around creating stuff. Mm-hmm. And then people were like, hold up, there's a really powerful being. Magic. And then they oh. attacked. And maybe they're trying to yeah. escape. But this is, kind of sounds like Stardust now. But I know, but, and then you get into the, the chaos, the three days of chaos. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, no, okay. I, I, I think I've got more of an idea of a plot now. So okay. I'm thinking the, the star and the fallen star. I'm going to go, I'm going to say that they're the angel and the star. So the star is the fallen being. Okay. And the angel is the one that has control. Yes. So the angel and the star, they have... They have a child. They are very much in love. Um, but that's, I suppose, kind of forbidden, particularly in Stormhold, mm. where they're not safe. Yeah. Um, I think this is a story with the chaos. I think they trade They trade their protection for chaos. Oh. So they go to a bazaar. They go to that market that we see so frequently and they trade in they're like we need we need access to somewhere that will bubbling keep candle. us hidden exactly that's exactly where i was going <laughs> they want a bubbling candle um, <laughs> um like that maybe that's what they're going there for they re- they believe that a babylon candle is what's going to get them what they need but then this merchant is like i can offer you invisibility Mm. to to all who share your blood Ooh, wait i like that see i was thinking more of what um ditchwater sal has happened to her mm. as in like she can't see a vein mm. so anyone who we can't they might their eyes can cast upon them but they don't see them yeah it's just kind of actually you know what it's more similar to okay okay i hate to i hate to do this to you oh no in Twilight, <laughs> you should see Chloe's reaction. Um, okay, no, no, no. But this what is, about it? This is relative. So in Twilight, in the notorious baseball scene, um, when um, when the three nomad vampires come across the Cullen clan, what Jasper does is he makes, with his power, he makes the Cullens boring. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a book thing. So he makes them appear boring to the nomads so that they will just ignore Bella's existence. What? It works for the most part. And then there's a gust of wind and they go, you brought a snack. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, they should have named Bella like Chibo or something. <laughs> Italian for food. <laughs> At this rate. Oh my god, Bella! No, Chibo. Where the Where hell have you been, Loca? Does that have the same ring? Because it's Bella Loca. Yeah. Chibo. Chibo. Living the vida loca. <laughs> how much I hate it. I love the memes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I feel like what the merchant can offer them that kind of protection. Mm-hmm. Only anyone who would be a threat to them, they are invisible to. Yeah. Like a lack of perception. Yes. Yes. But in order, like in order for that, it is the price is three days of chaos where the protection doesn't like it. The protection is only activated after the three days of chaos. Ooh. So they are like, they are really, because it's so chaotic. You don't know what could happen. They, they are completely exposed for three days before the spell can actually kick in. And I, I think the first day is them trying to get somewhere safe. Yeah. I think in that three days is where we meet the king. And the king takes a piece of the star. And that's when he becomes a demon. I love this. Yeah. I love this. And that's part of the chaos. Like, that that brought him to them. Yeah. Do you think, like... mm, mm -hmm. I'm liking this. I'm liking this. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they offer him, like, uh, the the gem. The ruby gem. Mm -hmm. So, the ruby gem we explained as like to leave them alone yeah but then what happens is he leaves them alone but then he comes back and like steals part of the star yeah and then goes i don't know this story is so chaotic well that's the point maybe because maybe he's like a child well not a child but maybe he's quite young and he is wanting because i think he says that this is that that's the way that the throne has been claimed for years is that it's not the firstborn. It is like a almost a competition. Yes. So I don't think it's a t- like initially for the ruby. I think it's just for like the respect of the king or something. And then he comes back and he's like, I just, I have a piece of star in me. I'm basically immortal, except that now he's a demon. Um, so I feel like that is worthy enough for me to be king. And that's how he, that's how he gets it essentially. Yeah. Um, but I know he probably does kill the siblings. Oh yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, but what comes from that? Where I was going with that is maybe he's like the youngest son, so he's yeah. still quite. Maybe he's like freshly seventeen, but he's the most malicious. Yes. And what the star and the angel do is they pity him, and they're like, "Okay, you can stay in our camp for tonight because you clearly have nowhere else to go." Um, and that's when he steals a part of the star. Yeah, I imagine like maybe he was traveling with a brother. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the second eldest brother took pity on him. Mm-hmm. And he was traveling with a brother. And then maybe the older brother turned on him, tried to kill him. Ooh. But he escaped. But then the brother took everything that he had. And then he comes across this camp of the star and the angel. Yep. And, and the child, which I think we keep forgetting about. <laughs> I was just pretending that the child didn't exist, to be honest, because we don't care about the child anymore. Mm-hmm. Child isn't interesting unless they're older. Mm. True. It's just a baby. It doesn't really do anything. It's like in The Sims. You can't... Babies are just objects. 
Until they grow into toddlers, they just exist. Are you about objectifying humans? In The Sims. Oh my god. It's a different universe. Do you go around objectifying men in The Sims? Making them shirtless? No. Shirtless Sims are weird. Good to know that I wasn't aware. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Proceed. Uh, right. And I imagine that, like, the angel and the star are, like, having some music and maybe they... Like, just had dinner and, like, maybe they hear some music in the distance or something and they start getting up and dancing and the star starts shining and that's when the little boy feels something inside that's like, I don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. I don't know what a fallen star is. But I need some part of it. So then, like, yeah, Mm. as they're sleeping, he, like, takes some hair and then, like, I don't know how he he eats it. We just know he eats it. He eats it. We don't need to see it. It's concerning. Yeah. And then, like, we know he, like, kind of, yeah, becomes a demon. And then they leave him. They say goodbye. And they're like, this is where we part ways. But then he starts, yeah, getting obsessed and Mm. kind of following them. But then the way he, like, can somehow kill his brother's creepy eyes. Mm. Yeah, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks. Um, What other chaotic things do you think could happen? Because it's three whole days i don't think the first day would be overly chaotic i think that would be kind of the things that will incite the chaos being alerted i.e the king so that's like that first day of chaos is him kind of Mm. feeling the urge to go find them yeah um but yeah i think we need more chaotic events yes there's just like so many potential chaotic events in my head that don't even make sense um one of them sky ship crashing down Ooh. another one natural disaster another okay. one kingdom is an uproar somehow okay another one see i imagine there has to be small chaotic things like yeah the road is blocked or like um some kind of person passes them on their travels um and offers them a juice and they're like yes and then it's really they go psychotic so cactus juice from atla yes yep yes it's like lsd um (laughs) i'm just i definitely went to avatar the last airbender instead of lsd but okay well no that's what i was thinking of avatar the last airbender and then i described it yeah true (laughs) lsd or everyone listening should just watch avatar Avatar the last Last Airbender. airbender But remember what phase that cactus juice is in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't put yourself through that emotional turmoil. So I imagine there's small chaotic things and big chaotic things. Yes. Like maybe just animals for a whole day. Whichever animal they pass, it just starts following them. Yes. I like that. That's cool. Maybe something chaotic is they pass a witch and um, maybe the fallen star, like the star accidentally insults them and they get turned into something. Mm. You know? I think um, the night that they're dancing, they start a bushfire with their campfire. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. While they're dancing. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I've completely forgot that we had that chaos spell over us. Yep. Oops. Nothing flammable should be allowed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like it's more other... kind of things like maybe they had food stores, but then during the night some animals stole them. Yeah. Just like miscellaneous chaotic things that don't really mean a lot, but it kind of makes them more exposed. Yeah. But then I imagine because of those small chaotic things, there's also like a big overarching chaotic thing. And that is kind of like what's going to be the most damage. Or like the small chaotic things are caused by the big chaotic thing. I'm really, I haven't figured out what the big chaotic thing is yet. No. Would it be relative to the king? Yes. And them not knowing that, that, that he is the future king? Yes. Should he try and kill one of them? It's definitely a him vibe. Yeah. I think. I don't think he wants to kill them. I think he wants to capture them. And so they're like, maybe they're lost. And so then he's he's trying to like lure them to the castle. Yeah. I think what would be so cool though. Just, just for a little win for us. Just want you to know, Chura is asleep on your lap. Oh, yeah. Oh no, she just opened her eye. I'm sorry. Oh. Rude. Um, I think what would be so satisfying for the audience is that they are like a day out of being there and of being at the castle. Yeah. It's taken them a couple of days to get there. A couple of days worth of chaos. Mm-hmm. So they are like one day off from getting there, and they have confided in the future king, saying, "Look, we in a couple of days will be invisible to everyone who wants to harm us." So he's like, "I got to get them now." Yep. But he doesn't get them in time, and as soon as the day ticks over and their protection spell is up, he can't see them. He can't find them, but they can still see the future king. And they know and they figure out that his only intention was ever to harm them. Yep. I think that could be a really cool, like, realisation moment. Yeah. I don't know what would come of it, though. I don't know either. I feel like maybe that would be towards the end and maybe they give him a charm or something or a spell or something that will give him, like goodness or luck or something in the way that he doesn't receive it but his firstborn does Una yep and that's why she's safe is because maybe they they're feeling for their first child and so maybe the baby does something yeah and so then his first child is linked to it. to the goodness of the star yeah Huh. And Which maybe then that's... links into the story of Stardust. But then the reason why Una being linked and being saved by her father's kind of cursed being a demon, mm. the payment kind of is chaos. Yeah. Because we know that she goes through chaos. Yes, she does. And so that's kind of like a residual kind of thing, like the baby or the star. Uh gave them a charm or protection like without them knowing yeah and yeah the payment was further chaos oh i like it yeah you're i feel like this one isn't very refined it's not but i really like it as a prequel to stardust i think i think if neil gaiman was on it it would be a bop oh yeah neil gaiman please come back (laughs) 
Primal stories. I've Take our read story idea. Yeah, please. Write our story. Oh my gosh. No gaming. I really want to do I really want to do his masterclass, which is like from years ago. Oh. You know my masterclass? I got so many ads for that because they knew they knew me so well. Nice. Exactly. So oh, cool. Well, I think that wraps up our stories today. Yeah, what's the what's the time? Yeah. Do we want to go through I think I still have one more um topic post discussion love it um, love it let me know see. if i have like you know i feel like every notes app on someone's phone always has some really messy chaotic notes in there like i have um <laughs> I have um, my my PowerPoint night ideas. Mm. Um, this was this was my the one that I actually went through with. <laughs> it was the um, movies that quote unquote film bros should have in their favorite movie repertoire by their own logic. Yeah, it, it slapped. Let's be real. It was good. It was it was very funny. Which Basically, one? Which one was B movie? I didn't put the B movie in there. Oh, I put Megamind. Oh, that was it. That was it. Yes, because a reason that men tend to like those really kind of pretentious films. That sounds so bad, but you know what I mean. Is yeah. Um, is like seeing the villain's perspective. It's like oh, you get Megamind. to see like not not the not the good guy's point of view. Um. Have you seen Megamind? That is a masterpiece. And if you like a movie for that reason, then technically you should love Megamind. Exactly. That was basically the um the premise of, of my PowerPoint. Straight facts. <laughs> it was very good. It's actually really deep. It was a really deep thought. Oh no. Is the feeling of love oh, no. universal? Oh no. Or is it unique to everyone? It's unique. Interesting. It is 100% unique to everyone. It's so cute. Hi. I love this moment with your dog. She's having she's having a time. It's so funny. Sometimes she'll be on my lap and she'll like lift her head all the way up to look back at me and she just looks like a bat hanging upside down. Oh, she does look a little bit like Dobby at the moment. She does. Imagine like a fairy Dobby. She's a rat. In a way, yes. You're I rat. agree. I have no one You're calling her a rat. You're a rat. Sorry. Rascal. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you see, that's the thing, though, because in how, like, yes, I agree it's universal, but just for the sake of continuing the discussion, I mean, I, I agree it's unique, but for the sake of discussion, if it wasn't somewhat universal, how would people have figured out this feeling enough to define it as, as love? love. Hmm. Or like, you know, how could people be like, yes, there is a family love and there is a passion kind of love. Like, you know, the different types of mm. love. And how did they sit down and discuss that, that these feelings emotion. are similar enough to categorize them if they weren't somewhat universal? Oh, my God. You're so right. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. 
These are my deep philosophical thoughts. Yeah. I came up with that on the toilet. As all ideas should be resurrected from. Resurrected? You no, know, that's not the right word. Recruit, no. Created? <laughs> Let's just go with created. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's so interesting. I suppose it's similar enough. I, I, okay, what I'm kind of associating it with is how people can perceive color. Mm. So there is a yellow dress up there. But your yellow might be different to my it yellow. It might be, yeah, it might be just a couple of shades different, but we still identify that that is yellow. Mm-hmm. I need to iron it. Don't look too hot. I'm not. No, Lucky this is a podcast and it's just our voices. Yep, they can't see. Yep. Um, but no, I completely get that. Because it's, oh, she farted on me. <laughs> Chara, you completely ruined the vibe. <laughs> Caught a vibe. Caught a vibe. Um, yeah, it's... But she's so cute, you can't be annoyed. Yeah, I know. It's so it's universal chocolate, okay? that... <laughs> she went through something last night. Yeah, found some chocolate. Um, yeah, it's universal enough that people can relate and kind of share their experience with someone knowing that there is a similar response. It's kind of like the feeling of empathy. Because, you know, say somebody loves someone, like truly loves someone, yeah. and then they lost them, like they died or something, yeah. and somebody else had something similar happen, they could go off and be like, I understand how yeah. you feel. But you're never going to understand the true intricacies and the thoughts yeah. and how people are going to grieve and process. And you can't Because each fully... love is unique. Yeah. Each person feels it a different way. So it's like both? It's Yeah. And it it's... It's like the differentiation between like love languages. People are going to express their love in different ways as well. And that will influence the relationship. Yeah, for sure. That's such a good question. I know. And it, uh, there's no definitive right or wrong answer there, which is really nice. Like, I love those questions where the lines are so blurred, but you could argue either way. Yeah. And be correct. Exactly. Because like, I agreed it was unique, but I was like, but somewhat... I have to bring out this point. It yeah. My, well, the fact that my instinct was, it was unique. Is it probably. Is that because you might not have experienced all types of love? Yeah. It, it would have to be. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> parkour doggo. Yeah. Aww. She is a parkour doggo, actually. She's pretty good jumping at couches. What a weapon. Um, oh. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That is the cutest. Oh, no, curl up again. Curl up again. Enjoy this interlude of Lozzie trying to take a photo of Charo on Chloe. Oh, that's precious. Okay, continue with the deep, deep and meaningful. Deep and meaningful. Yeah, do you think it's because somewhat you haven't experienced romantic love? I think so. And I imagine you've experienced familial love. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Yes. I it's hard as well because there's love. Love is so different 
to any other emotion because you can you can love particularly for people you can love someone and not like them yeah yeah (laughs) yes yes yeah you you can but it's hard to define the difference there Mm. which language is it that has different words for love like one is the friendship kind of love one is the platonic kind of love i've got no idea and i would love to know um there's a language that does have different words for love and that because then it means when they say like love love it's It's love love yeah oh sorry i'm yawning Whereas, like, you know how someone but you're like, oh, my gosh, I love that TV show. Mm. And, like, they, yes, they might really, really enjoy it, but it's not, like, that passion love. But then it's sometimes different. you might have that feeling of love for something, like, that changes you when you watch it. Yeah. And I imagine that's a different type of love again. I love Stardust. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, to go on to, a, like, a loving of movies, I love Stardust. And I love Harry Potter. They are mm. for completely different reasons. But I still love them in the same way. Is it, do you feel the same emotion with them? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Stardust is more of a nostalgia and adoration of how a story develops. Mm. Harry Potter, not the best movies of all time. But they have had such an impact on my life. You love them because of they've of what you. they represent. They're kind of like another family member for you. Yeah, or exactly. Like a childhood friend. Yeah, exactly. So Stardust, to be honest, but it's but I I love that as a movie more than I love it as a part of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, and I think that's I the same for people. That. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, I again also haven't felt that romantic Mm. love you know like i'm going to be with someone for the rest of my life yeah so i imagine this conversation would be very different if one of us had yeah or even if so if both of us had because then we could compare if it's unique or universal Mm. because you know when somebody is explaining like that feeling of love to someone else for an example daphne and bridgerton season two burn for you well i was imagining like Oh, yeah. like the like the when breathing, like that they're like, all you. Yeah, can... could you, like, it's like... it's when two souls. No, that's a Kate. That's an Edwina quote. Um, no, that's a Kate quote. It's when two souls come together. Yes. Yes, that it. You watched it more recently than I me. did. Uh, I know, guys. I didn't even watch season one, and I'm here watching season two. And I would like to make a point of the comparison. Between Bridgerton season two and this 2017 Cinderella movie, but I'm not going. That's there. a whole other. That's like something, a, something. I have some good evidence. Mm. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's like the way that she was describing it to her brother helped him understand that what he was feeling was love. But again, the two types of their loves were unique, but he understood what she was talking about because that's what he felt. Exactly. And it's like, it's both. It's both. Mm. Damn. Amazing discussion topic. 
Thank you. I, it, it's one of those ones that I've been saying I've been holding off on because it takes. Yeah. It's a deep one. It's a deep one. It and it's taken a lot of a lot of thought to actually dissect it and understand. I feel like there's a lot of people that would um, argue one way or another mm, and true. be stuck in that idea and not be willing to go, mm, actually, it could be both. Exactly. I would love to hear their sides of the story, like their arguments for it. Yeah. I imagine like if I asked this question to my parents, I would have a very different discussion. Mm, 100%. Like I reckon my mum would be like, it's very unique. But my dad might be like, oh, it's unique, but also universal. Or like he might yeah. be very universal side. Like, I don't, I don't know. I can't read his brain. He's, he's interesting. He's an mm. engineer. I don't know. Dads that. are. You can yeah. never know what they're thinking about. Yeah. I imagine it's because we have dads that don't really express their feelings. Mm. So we don't know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So what are their brain sickles doing? What are their five brain cells? Where are their neurons taking them? Exactly. I want to what, know. what journeys are they taking? Are they thinking about love universally? Or are they thinking about what they had for dinner last night because they don't remember? Yeah, my dad doesn't remember. He had fish tacos, in case he was wondering if he ever heard this. You had fish tacos for dinner last night. I know because I made them and I nice. had them for breakfast. Nice. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, do you have any other comments, questions, queries on that discussion topic? Today? I love Stardust. If you haven't watched Stardust, go watch Please Stardust. Go Please. I feel like Stardust is way too obvious an image to have for our spoilers without context. We can have screenshots from Stardust. Mm. The old man. Maybe just like... We have the old man. You were a mouse. You wanted cheese. <laughs> or the picnic when it's like... Oh, polar bear's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Or maybe just like a picture of Daredevil because that's Charlie Cox. That would really throw people off. Mm, it would. What if you had, like, Daredevil with, like, The Witcher and Spider-Man? Yes! Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. No. Wait, no, 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 no. And, um, and, and The Darkling. The Darkling. If you had The Darkling, I totally didn't just confuse. You and can... Mars and Andrew I, why did I... You agree? Why did I agree with that? I love Andrew Garfield, and I fully thought he was Ben Barnes for a second. But Ben Barnes is Spider-Man. No, I instantly was like, oh, yeah, Peter 3. See, you could have had... Yeah, exactly. Mm. You could have had... It's the serious Lupin pipeline. as another option. Yeah. Yeah, imagine you had Prince, Prince Caspian. Uh, you had... Daredevil. Daredevil. And you had the Witcher. Yeah. Or maybe the Darkling, because the Darkling has more... He's got more of that. energy. Yeah, definitely. Then that is what you have. Mm. If you also see that screenshot, you know it's because we listen to the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, do you have any final comments? Oh, I always have a final comment, Chloe. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch, catch you next time. time.